This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. An atmosphere for a miracle. An atmosphere for a miracle. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Woo-hoo! That's good down in my shana mahata. Let me read it one more time. Fear not, for I am whatever you need him to be. I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am whatever you need him to be, your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Matthew chapter 13. I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. I really want to read it from both the New King James Version and the Passion, but you know how I am. I just like the scripture because I found out for myself that's where my life changes from the word of God. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to read it out of the Passion Translation to give you a good understanding of where I'm going with this lesson. It says, when Jesus arrived in his hometown of Nazareth, He began teaching the people in the synagogue. Everyone was dazed, overwhelmed with astonishment over the depth of revelation they were hearing. They said to one another, where did this man get such great wisdom and miraculous powers? Isn't he just the craftsman's son? Isn't his mother named Mary and his four brothers, Jacob, Joseph, Simon, and Judah? And don't his sisters all live here in Nazareth? From where then did he get all this revelation and power? And the people became offended. The people became offended and began to turn against him. And Jesus said, there is only one place a prophet is not honored, his own hometown. And their unbelief kept him from doing many mighty miracles in Nazareth. This is how the latter part of the King of uh, the New King James Version says. It says a prophet is not without honor except in his own country and his own house. Now he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I believe it's the King James Version that says he could not do any mighty miracles there because of their unbelief. I had to contemplate that for a moment. It says he did not, he would not, and he could not. But isn't Jesus a miracle worker? He couldn't do any miracles there not because he didn't have the power to do it, but because they wouldn't believe. 
there wasn't an environment there, there wasn't an atmosphere there for miracles. Today I want to talk about an atmosphere for a miracle. The scripture never said that Jesus didn't have the power to perform a miracle because that would have been a bold-faced lie. It said he couldn't do any there because there they did not believe. Oh, y'all going to get a revelation in here today. Let's go back over to Mark where we were last Sunday, and I'll just pick up some, some, peer, some uh, little scripture here and there just to bring you back to where we started from Mark chapter 9. If we remember, Jesus walked up on the scribes. They were disputing with the disciples, and Jesus walked up on them and said, what y'all talking about? <laughs> walked up on them, talking to his disciples. And one of the crowd, one from the crowd says, teacher, I brought you my son, and you weren't here, so I took him to your disciples, and they couldn't do anything with him. Jesus said, how long do I have to be with this faithless or this unbelieving generation? Then Jesus said, bring them to me. I'm picking up at verse 20. Then they brought him to him. They brought him to capital H-I-M, which is Jesus. And when he saw him, speaking about the demon that had laid claim to the boy, when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell to the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So this is what the devil likes to do. The devil likes to show out. He doesn't have any power when it comes to Jesus. When you, when you stand up the enemy's power to Jesus' power, it pales in comparison. So what does he have to do? Just show out. So he began to show out. He threw the boy down. Now the boy is convulsing and foaming at the mouth. And if, if you've ever seen somebody have a convulsion or a seizure, it's a very scary situation. Are you listening to me? So right in the middle of Jesus saying, bring the boy to me, the boy falls out. The spirit lays claim to him, and the boy begins to convulse. But I like what Jesus did. He knows that the boy is there convulsing, and he turns to the father. And he says, how long has he been like this? Let's keep reading it. He asked the father, verse 21, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Listen to 22, the B portion. But if you can do anything, because remember he brought him to the disciples, they couldn't do anything. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now this is what happens after you've been in a situation for a long time, because clearly the boy has been in this situation for a long time, after you've been in a believing situation for a long time, and, and you, it seems like nothing that you have done is changing the situation, oftentimes we default to emotions. So immediately the man defaults to his emotion. He says, if you can do anything. Feel sorry for us. Don't you see my child on the floor? Don't you see my child? Now feel sorry for us. 
How many times, and I want everybody to look straight ahead and no one will ever know I'm talking about you. How many times have you gone to God on the basis of your emotions? You feel so sorry for yourself, you want God to feel sorry for you too. I know I have. I've cried some crocodile tears. I've cried a river. And I tried to convince God to help me because I felt sorry for my own self. Clearly, you got to feel sorry for me too. And listen to me, if tears could change something, everybody's situation would be turned around, right? Now, faith pleases God. I didn't say God is not compassionate because he is a compassionate God. If he wasn't a compassionate God, we wouldn't be as blessed as we are today. Will anybody agree that you're way more blessed than you know you deserve to be? That's the compassion of God on your life. But we don't need sympathy from God. He didn't need sympathy. He needed a deliverance. Let's come in the room. Let's see. We're going to get some place with this today. We're going to get some place. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. This is what I like about Jesus, right? Number one, Jesus is cool as all get out because nothing phases him. You can't trip him up. So in the middle of a panic situation, Jesus is like, look here. Don't look there. Look here. He diverted the man's attention off of the situation and onto him. Are you listening to me? We can't keep staring at the situation and talking about the situation. We keep going to God, telling God about the situation, telling God about the situation. One day when the light clicks on, you're going to start telling the situation about God. Y'all better come up in here with me before I get hoarse trying to preach. Listen to me. He diverted the man's attention off of the situation to the situation changer. Then immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. This is where we live right here. Especially when you've been believing God for something for a long time. You've been faithful. You've been sowing, you've been showing up, you've been serving, and you see people keep getting left. <laughs> and it seems like they haven't done half of what you've done. You're going to tell me that won't affect you in your emotions? That's real. But this is what I like about the man. He was honest with himself and honest with God. I'll never forget being 19 years old when God gave me that revelation. God walked up on me and he said, be honest with yourself and be honest with me. I had to swallow deep. And that day, I found out for myself all the tears in the world can't pull the wool off God's eyes. He sees and knows it all, so I might as well be real with myself and be real with God. This is what the man said. He said, Lord, I do believe but help me in my unbelieving moments. 
in those moments when I'm tripping. I know I couldn't be the only person in here that trips sometimes. I believe God. I quote scripture. I fight the good fight of faith. I stand on the word of God. Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things. Not see, then I see something and it make you trip out for a second. Lord, I do believe, but help me in my unbelieving moments. In those moments when my five senses are working against me. Five senses hinge on your logic, and your five senses will cause you to discredit and distrust and disdain God, the very one that said he would help us and uphold us with his righteous right hand. Right then and there, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying, deaf and dumb spirit, I'm just reading out of the Bible. I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Just like that one transaction. The spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly one last time, because that's what the devil does. Try to show out, try to scare you, try to get you off your, off your square. And he came out, the spirit came out of him, and he came up, fell out like one dead. And to the degree that people said, he's dead, he's dead. And Jesus reached down, hands of compassion, and lifted him up. And that's the end of the story. The deliverance came. Everything that the man asked for happened in that moment. But what had to happen for the man? There had to be a shift in the environment. Listen to me. We have to shift the environment from an unbelieving environment to an atmosphere for a miracle. We have to shift the environment to an atmosphere for a miracle. I shift the environment when I take my eye off of the situation and off of the circumstance. When I disconnect from my humanistic emotions because my emotions are sent out to put me in motion. That's why they're called emotions, to put you in motion. That's why you're up and down like a roller coaster. Listen to me. Your emotions are not supposed to control you. You're supposed to control your emotions. When you do, you're creating an environment for a miracle. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I know that you're believing God for some things. We've been fasting and praying for 21 days. And I don't know about you, this is one of the harder fasts that I've been on. And the enemy was fighting tooth and nail, but we fought the good fight of faith. Didn't we fight? We came through. We outlasted the devil. Are you listening to me? Now we have created an environment for a miracle. Now look at the source from where your help comes from. The songwriter says, I'll look to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord. I'm going to look at the highest thing that I can so that my faith stays elevated instead of keep looking at my situation and my circumstance because I've got to control my emotions. Y'all better come up in here with me. Belief gives into what, unbelief gives into what it sees. 
It gives into what it sees. Unbelief collapses at what it sees. Unbelief caves in to what it sees. Unbelief is a counter force to the force of faith. Unbelief focuses on how it was, and it sinks into this is how it's going to always be. That's what happened to the man. This is how it's been going on for a long time, and it's probably how it's going to be. So if you could do anything, anything at all, feel sorry for us. Because this is how it had been for so long, he began to sink his teeth into thinking, this is how it's always going to be. Y'all better come up in here with me. Unbelief gives in to what it sees, tastes, touches, feels, and hears. An unbelieving environment is feeble, weak, lazy, calloused, and unconcerned. So when the five senses shout out, it's impossible, give up, give in, unbelief waves its white flag, tucks tail, and becomes. Faith requires no sense realm evidence at all. As a matter of fact, the evidence that it sees can be contrary, but faith keeps showing up round after round, round after round, round after round, and it does not relent. The kingdom suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. I'm not leaving here till I get my stuff. I'm not leaving without my stuff. I'm leaving here with something. I'm going into the enemy's camp, and I'm taking back everything that he stole from me. I want it all back, and I want it back with interest. Come on, didn't you see that? how that faith started rising up in you? You've got to talk back to what you see, taste, touch, feel, and hear. We see in scripture the deciding factor was not Jesus' power. It was the man's faith. Remember over in Matthew, he couldn't do no mighty works there. Wasn't that he wasn't powerful enough to do it, he was. He could not do mighty works there because of their unbelief. Listen to me. Did you know a believer can be an unbeliever at the same time? When they slip into unbelief and you stay there too long, this is when you have to do like the man did. This is when you're honest with yourself and honest with God. Lord, I do believe, but I'm tripping. Help my unbelief. So at your word, I will believe, but I'm going to need you to help me. I'm yet holding on, but I'm going to need you to help me. It's not easy for me right here. I keep seeing other people step ahead of me and the same thing I've been believing God for. They're getting it before me. It's not easy for me. But help my unbelief. Would you look how quickly grace answered? How quickly grace showed up? That same grace is available for you. Jesus was cultivating an atmosphere conducive for a miracle. You have to reject unworthiness. You have to reject fear. You have to reject condemnation. 
God will do it for you, not because you deserve it. If we were waiting for what we deserve, mm-mm, mm-mm, um, what would I deserve? Mercy said no. <laughs> Thank God that I don't get what I deserve. Are you listening to me? God will do it for you because he loves you and because he wants to do it. In the text, we see that the man was shaken and Jesus helped to steer his focus off the circumstances to what can change the circumstances. When you don't allow yourself to be derailed by sense realm evidence, faith conquers fear and faith walks the victory. Am I making faith with anybody? Now, here's, here's where people trip because we don't really realize that you get to control what you believe. Can I prove it to you in scripture? You get to decide what you're going to believe. And we do it all the time. You decide what you're going to believe. You do, you do it all the time. Let me take you to the scripture with Thomas. Thomas went down in history as doubting Thomas. Woo, I don't want to go down in history as doubting Andrea. In scripture, Jesus was resurrected and he came back and he visited the apostles, the disciples. The door was shut. He walked right through the door, walked through the wall, walked right in the middle of the room, fellowship with the disciples. Thomas wasn't there. So after Jesus went away, the disciples came back and told Thomas, we've seen the Lord. We saw him. He came and he fellowshiped with us. And Thomas said, unless I see the nail prints in his hands, Unless I put my hand in his side, he said, I will not believe. But were these liars? These were people that he'd worked miracles with. Peter, the one walked on water, they done fed 5,000 besides women and children. They had done all kind of miracle signs and wonders. They'd seen people raised from the. He saw all kind what he got to lie for now. So Thomas decided, because he was so emotional, unless my believing criteria is met, I ain't believing it. Meet my criteria, otherwise I'm not going to believe. Unless I see the nail prints in his hand, and and unless I put my, my hand in his side, he said, I will not believe. That's a criteria that he set in order to believe. I think it was eight days later, they were in the room again, closed up in the room because remember, they were cowards now. They were running and hiding because they looked like Jesus, they talked like Jesus, and they thought their fate was going to be the same fate that Jesus had. So Jesus walks back through the door, not entered through the door, he walked through the door, walked through the wall, in the middle of them, went straight to Thomas, saying, here go, the, here go the nail prints on my head. Go, on and put your, go ahead, put your hand in there. And that's what Thomas said. Wow. He said, my Lord and my God. Well, shoot, anybody can say it then, Thomas. After you put your hand in his side, you see the nail. Anybody can believe, right? And that's what Jesus said. He said, Thomas. You believe because you sing. He said, but blessed are those who believe 
without sin. Do you know who he was talking about? He was talking about us. He said, we're empowered to prosper, you understand. Oh, good God Almighty. He said, blessed are they who believe without sin. Now listen to me. Anybody believe that Jesus was raised from the dead? Anybody believe that he got up with all power? He ascended on high. He led captivity captive. He gave gifts to men. He sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. He laid the blood on the mercy seat and declared that it is finished. Anybody believe that? Oh, good God Almighty, then if you believe that, he called you blessed. That means you... That means you are empowered to prosper. If you could believe that, and you ain't seen Jesus, you ain't seen the nail prints in his hands, you didn't put your hand in his side, you're going to tell me you can't believe for a husband, you can't believe for a job, you can't believe for a next level, you can't believe for a healing. He says, you are blessed. And you know people. You know people to tell you, you're going to that church again. You give them tithes and offering again. Even though the naysayers are still talking, can't nobody convince you otherwise. Can't nobody convince you otherwise. You know Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. You know he saved your life. You know he touched your mind. You know he touched your body. Can't nobody make you doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. And you're going to let some emotion. You're going to let a period of time. get in the way of believing what God can do when there's no secret what God can do what he's done for others he'll do the same for you and check this out if he ain't never did it before he'll still do it for you why why because it's possible and because he loves you and because he he wants to. Come on. If he ain't never did it for nobody before. If he ain't never did it before, he got a creative miracle with your name all over it. Because he loves you, he's able, and he just wants to do it. He said, blessed are those that believe without sin. Without sin. So you're going to tell me that you can't keep believing God. In spite of adverse situations, in spite of hurt feelings, in spite of disappointment, in spite of the naysayers, devil, you are alive. I'm going to keep showing up with my faith. I'm going to keep believing God because the scripture told me I'm blessed. Blessed are those that believe without sin. Who believes without sin? Who believes without sin? 
Who believes without seeing any sense realm evidence at all? Who believes even though the sense realm evidence is contrary? If you do, then say blessed. Say blessed. Now say I'm blessed. Now say this. Say look, 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 look. Say look, 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 look. Say here comes a miracle. Come on, nudge him, nudge him, nudge him. Say here comes your miracle. Say look, 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 look. Here come my miracle. Now rejoice and praise God Almighty. <laughs> Come on, don't you go down in history with doubting in front of your name. Because you can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. I'm a living moving, breathing, miracle. I am living proof. I am living proof. There's no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do the same for you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Come on, would you just bless the Lord for a few moments? Come on, would you lift up your hands? And open your mouth and offer him a sacrifice of praise. Now, a sacrifice of praise means you don't have to feel like it. You don't have to know how it's going to work out. Because while you're trying to figure it out, he's already worked worked it out. Come on, we're just creating an atmosphere. I said, we're just creating an atmosphere. Come on, we're just creating an atmosphere. Come on, if you need a miracle and you're expecting a miracle, then you need to create an atmosphere for yourself. I'm creating one for myself because I'm getting mine. I'm not leaving here without my stuff. Are you listening to me? Create an atmosphere for a miracle. Come on, create an atmosphere for your mirror. Nudge your neighbor. Nudge your neighbor. And say, here comes your miracle. But move out of my way. Because here come mine. You got to move, got to move, got to move. Baby, you got to move. You got to step aside because here comes my miracle. Every... If you can see it, you could be it. If you can see it, you could be it. If you can see it, you can have it and you can walk in it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ain't no stopping you now. I said, ain't no stopping you now. I said, ain't no stopping you now. Ain't no stopping you now. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God a real good praise. Come on, give him a real good praise. I said, give him a real good praise. Oh, hallelujah. I could do a whole lot of things for you. One thing I can't do for you is praise the Lord for you. But I'm sure going to praise him for me. Because, look, 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 look. Here comes my miracle. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. 
Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.